Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. You know, as the official spokesman for Generation X, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not. I'm still pissed off at MTV after all these years for killing rock and roll and creating dog shit reality TV. Now, the real world was kind of cool when it first came out. Yeah, after the first season, all it was was a soap opera. Come on. And we know they pack actors into these things these days. However, what can you do? MTV has like 10 different channels. And do they even show rock videos, music videos on any channel anymore? I doubt it. Honestly, I seriously doubt it. So from Generation X to MTV, let's go, Brandon. (laughs) Hey, thanks for stopping by. And listen to another episode here at the Gonzo Chronicles. It's going to be a short one. I'm actually hell-bent on packing in, at least getting up to my 100th episode by the end of this year. Today is October 18th, 2021, and we're probably about 85 shows into it, which is amazing. You know, when I look back at some of the shows, um, we've talked about all manner of different things. We've had some really great guests from uh, ufologists, researchers, uh, folks from horror movies, independent filmmakers. Uh, we've we've talked about conspiracy theories like UFOs, population control, um, government cover-ups of all different kinds. I mean, I haven't talked about Kennedy yet. What the hell are we waiting on? Maybe we'll get into the Kennedy assassination at some point. Talk a little bit about Roger Stone. Not Roger Stone. Oliver Stone. (laughs) Hell, maybe we'll talk about Roger Stone, too. Who knows? We talk about a lot of things on here. We've talked about unsolved mysteries, serial killers. We've talked all kinds of things about pop culture. And I've went off the rails. I got a little political here and there. You guys know my bent toward toward liberty and all things freedom, and uh, regardless of parties, you know. But uh, we, we've talked about a lot of things. We had some great guests on here. Elizabeth Cooper's been on. Uh, we had Cherie last time. Uh, we've had Heidi Gadd on here a couple times. Erica Lukes. We had Deborah Voorhees from Friday the 13th, Part 5. Also a filmmaker and artist. and all. So, yeah, I'm probably forgetting a bunch of guests on here, but we've had, we've had folks who have other podcasts. We've had writers, actors, 
you name it, we've had it. It's anyway, it's been fun. It's been a very fun experience doing this podcast and learning about this. So today I kind of wanted to bring up, um, you know, the conspiracy theory of all conspiracy theories, you know, world control, new world order. I remember one of the uh, podcasts early on that I did, we, we did a talk, I did a QAnon podcast with um, a person that was in the, uh, you know, so-called influencer. And uh, that drew a lot of listeners because at the time, that was that conspiracy theory was like just at the forefront of everything. Even though media and, and you know even alternative media and on a podcast that want to tackle this stuff because it's a little out there. Um, but anyway, I did it here. <laughs> I was actually I held off on starting the show because I wanted that to be the first episode. Not long after I talked about the Georgia Guidestones, that was another really one of the most downloaded episodes still to this day. Um, and I think these types of topics really resonate because people see draconian measures that governments are taking around the world, especially during the time of coronavirus. And, you know, it frightens people. People are nervous about the future. They're, they're nervous about the present. And, you know, we're, we're dealing with a lot of things now, like supply chain issues, and shortages at the stores, uh, inflation rearing its ugly head. You know, people are struggling. Um, but I did want to uh, talk about, you know, this kind of this big conspiracy. Like I said, the conspiracy. Is it the conspiracy to end all conspiracies? I don't know. Is it bigger than UFOs and the government uh, hiding disclosure? I don't know. Now, on a future episode, I'm going to be talking about a particular book. Um, now, today I'm going to talk about something that's very, very similar. Uh, but on a future episode, I'm going to talk about this book that I bought earlier this year called Conspirators Hierarchy, the story of the Committee of 300. Now, a friend of mine named Jason actually recommended this to me. And Jason, he, he is, I would say he is, uh, he probably wouldn't say this, but I would say this cat's probably an expert on so many conspiracy theories, he just doesn't know it. Um, or maybe he does. <laughs> but I want to read to you the blurb on Amazon. Uh, on this book, and it's by a guy by the name of Dr. John Coleman. So if you want to look it up on Amazon, it's it looks like it's still available. Um, it says here, can you imagine an all-powerful group that knows no national boundaries above the laws of all countries, one that controls every aspect of politics, religion, commerce, and industry, banking, insurance, mining, the drug trade, the petroleum industry, a group answerable to no one but its members. To the vast majority of us, such a group would appear to be beyond the realms of possibilities and capabilities of any given organization. If that is what you believe, then you are the majority. The conception of a secret, elite group existing uh, or exercising control over every aspect of our lives is beyond our comprehension. Americans are prone to say it can't happen here, or our Constitution forbids it. That there is such a body called the Committee of 300 is graphically told in this book. When most people attempt to address our problems, they speak or write about they. This book tells precisely who they are and what they have planned for our future, and how they have been at war with the American nation for 50 years, a war which we are on the brink of losing 
what methods they use, and exactly how they have brainwashed us. If you're puzzled and perplexed as to why things are occurring that we as a nation don't like, yet seem powerless to prevent, why is it that the United States always seems to back the wrong horse? Why the United States is in a depression from which it will not emerge? Why our former social and moral values have been turned aside and seemingly buried? If you're confused by the many conspiracy theories that the conspirators hierarchy, or excuse me, the conspirator hierarchy, the Committee of 300 will clearly establish that these conditions have been deliberately created to bring us to our knees. Once you have read uh, the applying truths contained in this book, understanding past and present political, economic, social, and religious events will no longer be a problem. This powerful account of the forces Ranged, uh, ranged against the United States, and indeed the entire world, cannot be ignored. Now that's a pretty catching blurb, you know, if you're uh, one prone to conspiracy theories. Most people aren't, but nonetheless, we're all fascinated by them. I mean, that's apparent by the movies that we watch, the shows that we watch, the things that we view on Netflix, the podcasts that we listen to, you know, the unexplained the paranormal, the corrupt, the mysteries, and again, something like, you know, a group of people that control the world for their gain, yeah, it is kind of scary, and people don't want to think about that. Now, those of you who know me personally, you know I work in the finance and investment business. Earlier today, I was on CNBC, and I found a really interesting article that said that 89% of all stocks, a.k.a. wealth, is owned by 10% of the people. Of all shareholders, of all the people that buy stocks, 10% of those people own 89% of all of them. Well, now that really needs to change. And that's something I tell people day to day, every single day. You know, people don't want to invest. Like, "Ah, I don't really have enough. Start somewhere. It's not where you start. It's where you finish. You want to change that ratio, start today. Start with 10 bucks. Stop buying, you know, three days a week. Don't buy that coffee at at Starbucks. Now, go to my niece's Starbucks. She works there. (laughs) But nowhere else, right? So that is a really, really uh, catchy book that I think a lot of people would want to read. Now, it's about 300 pages long, so I'm not going to, you know, bore you with details. I'm going to get into this book in a future podcast, probably next month sometime. But the reason I bring that book up is because I was just doing some digging around today. And if you if you spend any time on Twitter following, you know, even political folks, you see how many people are frustrated with the state of the world. Mandates, no mandates. You know, people are vaxxed, not vaxxed. Mask, no mask. Uh the country of Australia is in an absolute mess right now with dealing with a government that, you know, you thought you had freedom, but we're seeing people that we've elected kind of turn out to be tyrants. We've seen that here in America. We've seen quite a few governors go way past their bounds that gave less than two shits about liberty and really got drunk on power and control. And we've seen that right here in our own country. And, you know, I don't care which side of the aisle you're from, Democrat, Republican. We've all seen it. We all know it. Um, We just like to argue about it. 
but we all know it. So I found this really, really interesting article today on just doing some digging around. And this is from India Times. Yeah, written in the country of India, no less. And here's the title. This was actually written on February 2nd, 2021. And uh, let me see if I can not butcher this cat's name. <laughs> Rishab Banerjee. Right, B-A-N-E-R-J-I. I want to give this guy credit for what he wrote. I'm going to read this article for you. Uh, and again, I don't have rights to any of these articles, but it, it's um, I posted it up on the uh, Facebook page for the Gonzo Chronicles. So you can go there and take a look for yourself and read this. Um, the title is, There are 13 families in the world that apparently control everything, from politics to terrorism. Now, if you see that headline, who the heck doesn't want to read that right away, right? It's catchy. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. This is about the fascinating conspiracy theory that claims these most powerful families in the world own 99% of the wealth, leaving 1% for the rest of the world to fight over. These are families that have a hold in almost every sphere of life, be it politics, business, or entertainment. The 13 bloodlines are said to have connections to wealth and power that are simply unimaginable. And these families span from Europe to China. The leading researcher behind the Illuminati families is a man named Fritz Springmeier, an author and educator, and he has presented some of the most compelling details about the Illuminati bloodline. Now, I'm going to break here just for a second. My friend Jason, I mentioned earlier, actually brought this up, the 13 families, to me at one point. And this is where I first heard of this. And I thought I knew a lot about conspiracy theories. But again, you learn something new every day. Let me take a drink there. I'll pick up uh, in here in the next paragraph. Before you read the following article about Illuminati families, it's imperative that you realize that all these are popular points of view and remain just a conspiracy theory unless proven otherwise. But GD, is it a great conspiracy theory? And this is from, uh, here's a quote from, uh, in the article. They quote uh, Nathan Meyer Rothschild. I care not what puppet is placed on the throne of England to rule the empire. The man who controls Britain's money supply controls the British empire. And I control the British money supply. And again, Nathan Meyer Rothschild. We've all heard that name. Now, I know some of you that listen to the show, I know some of you very well. When I get to these families' names, you're going to be jotting these down or rewinding the show and writing them down to make sure you get them all. Because I know some of you are going to go actually go out and do some digging. If you find some really interesting things, feel free to share with me. Uh, drop me an email with a link or anything like that. Um, but tell me what the, what's in the link. I don't just click anything from anybody. Uh, but uh, it's uh, cyrus.alderwood at gmail.com. I'd love to see what, what your thoughts are on some of this. Some say in an attempt to restore balance in the world, a new world order was formed, formed by America and Europe's most elite, both in terms of wealth and power, with historical roots that date back centuries. This powerhouse formed by 13 families is known to be controlling practically everything around the globe from political parties around the world, courthouses, educational institutions, national resources, foreign policies, food, national economies, media houses, even terrorist organizations. 
They are the ones who decide where and when the next terror attack is going to happen. They decide when the markets will fall. They decide when a new government needs to take over. They decide what happens at the UN. They decide practically everything. And this is a uh, quote. I'm going to read a quote here out of this. This is from F. William Ingall in a book called Seeds of Destruction. The U.S. and U.K. government's relentless backing for the global spread of genetically modified seeds was in fact the implementation of decades-long policy of the Rockefeller Foundation since the 1930s when it funded Nazi eugenics research, i.e. mass-scale population reduction, and control of darker-skinned races by an Anglo-Saxon white elite. As some of these circles saw it, war as a means of population reduction was costly and not that efficient. What we didn't know. Modern-day de democracy, like the way we know it, is not more than 250 years old. The world as we know it has always been ruled by the ones with absolute power, those who knew how to control wealth and resources, by those who knew how to control their people, by hook or by crook. The New World Order aims to work on a similar philosophy of absolute power and control, but on a global scale. The plan is to secretly have a single body governing the planet with the elite sitting right at the top of the food chain, leaving the rest of the world to fight, fight it out for that 1% of the global economy. Scarier is the fact that they apparently also want to keep control of global population. They want the global population to be just under a billion leaving the Earth's resources for their own exclusive use. And to keep the population in check, they're willing to go to any extent, even plan scientifically engineered global population control methods like viruses, vaccines, and genetically modified food. It is also said that these families even hold the cure for terminal diseases like cancer and AIDS, but don't want to release it to the public because then there'll be a cure. And a cure is not good for the pharma business which they own. And this is a quote from Gary Allen in his book called The Rockefeller File. The master planners devised the strategy of a merger, a great merger among nations. But before such a merger can be consummated, and the United States becomes just another province in a new world order, there must be at least the semblance of parity among the senior partners in the deal. How does one make the nations of the world more, more nearly equal? The insiders determine that a two-pronged approach is needed. Use American money and know-how to build up your competitors, while at the same time, use every devious strategy you can to devise to weaken and impoverish this country. The goal is not to bankrupt the United States. Rather, it is to reduce our productive might, and therefore our standard of living, to the meager subsistence level of the socialized nations of the world. The plan is not to bring the standard of living in less developed countries up to our level, but to bring ours down to meet theirs coming up. It is your standard of living which must be sacrificed on the altar of the New World Order. Wow, does that not sound very familiar that after NAFTA passed? The United States, people, this is a, a true number. The United States lost 70,000 manufacturing plants. They closed down, went to Mexico, China, Canada, the Philippines, India. They went all over the world but here. 70,000. I didn't even know we had that many. 
but since then we've seen wages stagnate. Um, you know, yet there's annual inflation. Our standard of living, you know, well, I'm not going to get into why it seems like it's increasing, but it really hasn't. Um, that's for that's a for a discussion for another day. But here's a quote from David Rockefeller. Some even believe we are part of a secret cabal working against the best interest of the United States. Characterizing my family and me as internationalists of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure. One world, if you will. If that's a charge, I stand guilty and I am proud of it. David Rockefeller. All right, so let's get into who these families are. I'm going to name names, and then this will be the end of the show. Actually, I'm going to tease the next, uh, an upcoming show. But now for the famous bloodlines who control everything. So you guys, I know some of you want to jot these down. These guys are so rich and powerful, they make Bill Gates look like a peasant. Their ideologies and connections aren't known to the public, which is why we don't know much about them. Don't question yourself if you don't recognize them. Because that was the plan throughout. All right, so I'm going to list them. The Astor bloodline, that's spelled A-S-T-O-R. The Bundy bloodline. The Collins bloodline. The DuPont bloodline. The Freeman bloodline. The Kennedy bloodline. The Lee bloodline, that's spelled L-I. The Onassis bloodline. The Rockefeller bloodline. The Russell bloodline, the Van Duen bloodline, and that's V-A-N, one word, and then capital D-U-Y-N. The Merovingian bloodline, which you probably have heard in uh, one of Dan Brown's books. Which which one was it? The um, the one where they were trying to find the yeah the Holy Grail, which uh, was the bloodline of Christ. So the Merovingian bloodline, and of course the Rothschild bloodline. And to wrap up this article, this guy says, true or not, the whole concept is a bit unsettling. Just imagine being played around like puppets. What do you feel about the concept of having one government? Have your say in the comments section below. And I'm not going to read these comments. There's some, there's some comments out there. Um, but here are people like from around the world, because this is the, the India Times. Uh, here's people uh, chiming in from Uganda. Um, but anyway, this this was a really, really interesting article, and I wanted to share this because I know that there's a certain number of the folks that listen to this show that would find this incredibly interesting. So if you want to go to facebook.com forward slash the Gonzo Chronicles, me, uh, I'm going to jump over there now and make sure I have it posted. Um, actually, it's facebook.com forward slash Gonzo Barry Dick. <laughs> the character in the book. So, um, yeah, jump over there, and uh, you can click on that article and read it. The names of the families are listed there, the bloodlines. So, um, yeah, have at it. Have at it, folks. And if you find anything interesting, those of you that I know will end up doing this research, let me know what you find. I'd, uh, I'd love to share some of that on a future show. But like I mentioned, I am going to get into um, that, uh, art, that uh, conspirator's hierarchy book in a future show and it's absolutely fascinating stuff but you know is that the conspiracy theory to end all conspiracy theories 
which is bigger than that? Um, that or maybe have we been visited by aliens that we don't know and the government's covering it up and there's a X-Files type alien agenda going on. There's all kinds of speculation, and all kinds of fascinating mysteries out in the world and they're fun to talk about. Are they true? Eh, who knows? But uh, but they are certainly fascinating. And it's living in times like this, it's, it's kind of scary when you're in the middle of a pandemic and you find out how many people in the positions of power have been proponents of population control for decades. And uh, again, this really harkens back to that episode, one of the earlier episodes I did on the Georgia Guidestones. And maybe I'll revisit that on a future one because it, that seemed to get a lot of a um, lot of attention, a lot of a lot of commentary on social media, on Twitter. Um, but only instead of a, five, a billion that was mentioned in this article uh, to get the population down to five hundred million, and uh, really reeks of world communism. Uh, that's that's my opinion on it. But I guess that's a lesson to all of us: just be careful who we who we vote for who we elect, and to monitor our election systems to make sure they're they're uh, honest and with integrity. But thanks again. Oh, by the way, before we uh, close out this episode, I, uh, I had a conversation a while back with a person who had uh, may have had an abduction experience. It was a missing time experience. And some facts came out after some actions among the people who both traveling had missing time, probably two hours, two hours worth of time missing. And somebody else had noticed that that wasn't with them. It's a weird story, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it in the upcoming episode where we'll talk a little bit about maybe some infamous alien abduction cases, uh, or maybe some not so well-known alien abduction cases. I was uh, recently at the UFO Congress uh, virtually and it was amazing to, to be able to listen to people's stories, the experiencers, you know, that section where people come on and talk about what their experiences were and their stories that people just haven't heard. Um, that was probably one of my, one of the most impactful parts of, of US, UFO Congress for me. But this comes from a very credible and reliable person. And I'm not going to name a name because they came to me in anonymity. But, um, yeah, to be continued because... That was that was fascinating. So, what do you think, folks? Was today's discussion the the uh, conspiracy theory to end all conspiracy theories, or no? It's up to you to decide. I guess you know we all have our opinions. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Gonzo Chronicles. I'll be back soon with another one. Told you I'm going to get a hundred by the end of the year. If not, we'll bust through a hundred. That's the goal. But the show wouldn't be jack squat if people like you didn't listen. So thanks again for tuning in and, and support, and thanks for sharing the show with others. And I uh, look forward to doing another one, and uh, we'll line up a few guests coming up soon, too. Thanks again, everybody. Take care, and have a wonderful freaking night. Go have an adult beverage. Have one for me. Cheers. <laughs>